Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land today? I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well, because I sure am. And I'm ready and raring to go with episode 43, people. It's a wonderful day, and I'm raring to go with episode 43. The name of episode 43 is War of Words. The name of episode 43, people, War of Words. But before we get into episode 43, you know what we got to do. We got to tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Let's get into episode 43, people. We're getting ready to transcend up, heading to that episode 50. Pretty soon, we'll be at 50 episodes. Wow. All right, let's get into it. The effects of the brawl. Now, of course, our last podcast, we were talking about uh, the brawl in the WNBA involving the Dallas Wings and the Phoenix Mercury, one Brittany Griner and Christian Anique. And, you know, that's where it started, but both benches cleared and things were going on, man. I'm telling you, it was a real heated situation. All right. But now we have the aftermath, the fines, and of course the suspensions. And we're going to get into that right now in All Things Basketball Podcast. We have Brittany Griner suspended for three games. Christian Anique suspended for two games. Carla Thornton suspended for two games, all right? And um, Diana Tarasi suspended for one game and with a slew of fines to other players. But I figure we'll talk about the suspensions because these are the players that will not be playing in the upcoming games, all right? Now, Brittany Griner is very upset. She's so upset she's talking about leaving the WNBA, She feels she's been fined way too much this season. She also feels she's been beat up on the court and without retaliation. And when she retaliates, the only person that gets fined and suspended is her. And she's feeling like she's being picked on by the WNBA. And if things don't change, she will move and leave and go overseas and play professional women's basketball. Wow, she's really, really upset. And so, hey, you know, um, a lot of people talk about Brittany Griner and her physical play. Well, you know, down low, the game is physical, all right? Down low, under the basket, the game is physical. And Brittany Griner is a phenomenal player, a very phenomenal player. And so I guess when she plays physical, other women start to play just as physical. But she feels she gets beaten up under the basket. There are no calls being made on her on her part, but there's always calls on the opposing team and that she's being singled out is her words in an interview uh, yesterday. She's being singled out by the referees as a tough, rugged player that really um, is playing extra tough. And so she said if it continues and she keeps being singled out, she will. this will be her last year in the WNBA. And I hope not. 
I hope a cooler heads prevail on both sides, and I also hope Brittany Griner doesn't leave the WNBA and continues to play in the WNBA because she's one of the best players in the league. She's definitely one of the best players in the league, and if she was to leave the WNBA, the WNBA will be losing a gym. I'll tell you that. She's a phenomenal player. She's one of the top five players in the WNBA, and they would really be losing a gym. You know, and so I hope Brittany Griner cools down a little bit and let cooler heads prevail and continues to play at a high, high level. But that's what's going on in the WNBA and the effects of the brawl that happened this past weekend. Man, it was really something. I've seen a lot of skirmishes in the WNBA, but I've never, since the exception of the WNBA, seen anything like this. And so they're going to have to really get a handle on some of the physical play. And this needs to be brought to the new commissioner, Kathleen Engelbert, and, and figure out a better way to um, referee and instruct these games. And so these things won't happen as often. Coming out of the Las Vegas um, building, the Las Vegas ace, Liz Cabbage, phenomenal player. Liz Cabbage is a phenomenal player, man. And I tell you, she's been playing professional basketball. And you know she's from Australia. But she's been playing professional basketball from the tender age of 15 years old. So, uh, you know, you got to understand she's been playing for a very long time professionally. And so she's in the WNBA right now, one of the biggest players and one of the biggest stars in the WNBA. She plays for the Las Vegas Ace. Well, Liz Cabbage actually missed maybe three games uh, in a row, and it was a DMP. DMP is did not play, all right? And so when she was asked about the DMP, she came out, and of course, Liz Cabbage does not hold her words. She came out and she said, hey, listen, it really wasn't a DMP. It had a lot to do with some of my mental health issues, all right? And so the WNBA probably shouldn't have hid this from you. They should have spoke about it and spoke about it loud and clear because it is an issue that goes around the WNBA. Now, we happen to know it's also an issue in the world. Mental health, it's a big issue. And it's an issue in the NBA also. It was spoke about by Commissioner Adam Silver, an excellent commissioner. And so what the NBA has done has assigned each and every team a mental health specialist to travel with the team and be on the sideline so they can handle and deal with players that have mental health issues. And so I believe the WNBA should also do the same thing. Right now, they're slow to the game. They do not have anything implemented for mental health. And so I believe that's what Liz Cabbage is talking about. And, of course, bringing it to the forefront. Well, we all know Liz Cabbage is not short on words. She will tell you how she feels, and she'll bring up issues no matter what, no matter whether you like them or you don't. And that's kudos to Liz Cabbage for bringing up this big awareness of mental health that's going on in the WNBA. And I think every team in the WNBA should have a mental health specialist on their sideline. But coming out of Las Vegas, 
Liz Cabbage is talking about her mental health issues as she knows that it's going around the league. It's actually in the league, uh, the WNBA. But like Coach Luke said, it's everywhere. It's just not in basketball. It's all around the world. And, and, and people need to be taken care of when they have these type of issues. They need to get professional help for mental health. But right now we're talking about the WNBA. I really believe they should start to implement uh, mental health specialists to each and every team. So kudos to Liz Cabage for bringing that up and, and, and making it known that this is an issue in the WNBA. And I wish her well and a speedy recovery and hope to see her back on the court doing what she does best, man. And that is ball at a high, high level. Once again, tap in, people. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Team USA. This is a real, real feel-good story. And, of course, we at All Things Basketball Podcast and, of course, Coach Luke, we love these type of stories. All right? One, Darian Fox. Now, Darian Fox is the point guard of the Sacramento Kings. And, you know, like Coach Luke said, always, I always speak about Darian Fox. One of the things I like to say is that he's a superstar in the making. He's a superstar in the making. And I really believe if he was on a team like Chicago, New York, one of the L.A. teams, Golden State, big market team, he would already be a superstar. But he's playing in the Sacramento King area, all right? And he's playing in that California area that's pretty flooded with top uh, uh, major market teams. Of course, you got the Lakers, and then you got the Clippers. And, of course, you got the Golden State Warriors. But we're not going to get off. We're talking about De'Arian Fox right now. Now, De'Arian Fox was not invited to Team USC, USA excuse me, workouts. What De'Arian Fox did was place a call to one Greg Popovich, who happens to be the head coach of Team USA. And he simply just asked Greg Popovich, could he come and work out and, you know, no strings attached, can I just come and work out and try out for the team? Greg Popovich replied, sure, you can come work out and try out for the team. Again, he was not invited. And so he didn't, he didn't frown, didn't do anything. He really should have been invited, but he was not invited. So now he goes to the U.S. Uh, uh, a basketball facility and balls out. Darian Fox really balled out. All right. And last night he put on a show. And so as of today, he's now on Team USA. Great, great job, young man. He's now on Team USA. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. He placed the call. He was never invited. And now he's on Team USA and he's going to perform at a high, high level. Like Coach Luke said, he is a superstar in the making. And he will be a superstar very, very soon. I actually believe he'll make the all-star team this year. 
You know, a lot of times in small markets, it all depends on how the team does. And I don't like that. I think you should look at the diamonds in the rough, look at the talent, and make the decision. But when you're on a small market team, you have to kind of win a lot to get picked for the uh, NBA All-Star game. But I'll tell you, there's been some superstars that have come out of that Sacramento building. There's been some superstars, all right? Chris Webber, all right? Mike Bibby, all right? White Chocolate, Jason Williams. There's been a few superstars to come out of that out that building. And so I believe De'Arian Fox is following in those guys' footsteps because I believe he's a superstar in the making. Wonderful, wonderful job, young man. All right. We're here, baby. Our AAU profile for the week, I mean, for this show. Our AAU profile for this show, Jalen Green out of Napa, California. Wonderful, wonderful shooting guard. He's a five-star recruit. He's going to 12th grade. This is his last year, all right? He plays for Prolific Prep. He plays for Prolific Prep High School out of Napa, California. Wonderful player. Can shoot lights out, people. This guy's phenomenal. All of the colleges, he can take his pick of what college he wants to perform at in the, um, up after this season. He really can take his pick. He's the number one shooting guard in the country as we speak. The number one shooting guard in the country. So our AAU profile for this show is Jalen Green. Phenomenal player, people. Phenomenal player. And, and they say he's just as good a player as he is a student. An excellent student with a 3.7 GPA. He's an excellent student also. And that's a wonderful thing because you need the education to go along with the skills, baby. I always tell the young ballers, you got to be on top of your education more so than the skills. But you have to pay attention to both if you want to go somewhere. And so he's an excellent student. And even more, he's an excellent, excellent ball player. Like Coach Luke said, he's the number one shooting guard in the country right now. And he's a five-star recruit. Okay, and he plays for the, um, where does he play? He plays um, AAU ball. He plays for the EYBL, EYBL Nike. No, Nike EYBL, that's who he plays for in the AAU branch. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And that's our AAU profile. One, Mr. Jalen Green. All right. Kawhi Leonard in AD. War of words, people. And I'm very surprised at Kawhi Leonard. Now, Anthony Davis, I've heard him talk a lot of smack in his time. I mean, when he was at Kentucky with my man, Coach Kyle, Coach Kyle kind of keeps a lot of, a lot of people under wraps. You know, I remember when DeMarcus Cousins was at Kentucky. He wasn't talking that much. Anthony Davis wasn't talking that much. I don't think Coach Calipari plays that. But when these guys get to the NBA, I believe, you know, they open up. They open up. But I'm very surprised at Kawhi Leonard. And I tell you, it's going to be some serious games between the Clippers and the Lakers. 
because these two gentlemen all of a sudden have gotten very, very personal. All right? Anthony Davis is claiming that Kawhi Leonard is very overrated. He's not as good as people are giving him credit for. Hey, I mean, he just hoisted the trophy, AD. Come on, baby. And then, of course, uh, Kawhi Leonard is saying that Anthony Davis came up lame and faked injuries so he could sit out because he was pouting that he wanted to get traded out of the New Orleans building. Wow. That's something else. So, they, you know, these guys have been going at it on social media for the last two weeks. They've been really going at it, and they've been hitting below the belt. I mean, these two guys have really been going at it and hitting the below the belt, like Coach Luke said. But I'm more surprised, again, at Kawhi Leonard. This is not becoming of him. He's never been one to do a whole lot of smack talk. And, of course, everybody does a little bit of talking on the basketball court. It charges you up. I happen to know, you know, you, you get out there, you want to talk a little smack. No harm, no foul. But I, I these comments that's coming from Kawhi Leonard, that's angled, angled toward uh, Anthony Davis, are very, very surprising. They're very, very surprising comments, people. And so, I mean, I hope these guys keep it uh, uh, very clean and go into the season with no animosity, all right, because there's going to be a lot of battling on the court, and you don't want it to turn spill over and become very emotional. But coming out of that L.A. area, it's a war of words between Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. And, I mean, you know, this social media thing is something else. I hope when they finally see each other, they don't come to blows because right now they're really hitting below the belt, both guys. And so, hey, I would love for these two gentlemen, they're both class acts. I would love for them to keep it on the court. But, hey, they're grown men. You know, they have to do what they have to do. But there's a lot of back and forth between Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. My favorite time of the show, people. That WNBA recap, baby. And you know Coach Luke loves himself some WNBA. Love it, love it, love it. Well, all right, we got our WNBA recap. We had the Dallas Link, 89, the New York Liberty, 73. Liberty, we're ready. <laughs> we also had the Las Vegas Ace, 94. The Atlanta Dream, 90. Two games. Two games, two close games. And again, like Coach Luke said, the closer we get to the WNBA playoffs, you're not going to get any more blowouts, people. You're really not going to get any more blowouts. Most of the games are going to be very, very tight. And so you can expect, going down the stretch, that most of the WNBA games are going to be extremely tight. 
coming out of that Atlanta building, my main man Trey Young. All right, now he came in second in the all um, the all rookie of the year to Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic was the rookie of the year, but Trey Young gave him a run for his money, baby. He came in second, and so what Trey Young is doing, he's really taking it upon himself to communicate with all of the incoming Atlanta Hawks. Wonderful, wonderful job because you do have some veterans there. But Trey Young is taking it upon himself to work out with the rookies, train with them, you know, go out to dinner with them, making them feel more at home, you know. Now, he doesn't have to work out with the rookies. Just the rookies are working out. Trey Young is going into his second season. But I believe Trey Young really wants to win in a bad, bad way. And the Atlanta Hawks will win this year. They'll make the playoffs, especially in the Eastern Conference, people. They have a lot of young talent, a lot of young talent. And Trey Young is a baller, man. He's a baller, and he can shoot lights out. But, um, you know, he's, he's getting involved with the rookies. He's letting them know what's happening in the NBA, that they need their rest, they need to eat right. You know, he's letting them know there's a lot of traveling, so you can't be up all times of night. You really got to get your rest because before you know it, you'll be back on the court the next night. And it's a wonderful thing when you got a guy that's been through it, letting the rookies know, letting Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter and all of the rest of the rookies that will be on the team. Hey, guys, we got to get ready to go. The season is upon us. Next month, the 15th, starts training camp, and I want to make sure the rest of my teammates are ready and raring to go. And so that's a wonderful thing that Trey Young is doing with the um, Atlanta Hawk rookies. All right. And again, Trey Young is only in his second season, but he's taking it upon himself to gather the troops. And of course, he's an excellent point guard. And so the point guard is the leader of the team also. And so he's taking it upon himself to gather the guys and say, hey, let's get it going. We're going to have an excellent season this year. Well, the NBA is strongly considering going back to the old All-Star format. Well, you know, I'm excited about that because that's all I know. There's never been two captains and the two captains picked the teams when I was growing up. It's East against West. East against West. Now, what happened was the Western Conference was so loaded with talent that the, the games started to get a little out of hand. It used to be, you know, for three or four years, it, the West was blowing out the East. And so they went to this format, all right, and it was always an experimental format. I think a lot of people believe that this is the way the, um, the All-Star format was going to continue to be, and it might. But they're really exploring going back to the old format. The old format is East Coast against West Coast. The Eastern teams against the Western teams. And I think that's the best thing for the NBA. That is the best way that you can have an all-star game. It's the only way. It's always been that way. And if it's not broke, you know what they say, don't try to fix it. And so they're thinking about going back Maybe not this year. You probably have 
two captains again this year, but next season they're really contemplating about going back to the old format, and that really, really excites Coach Luke because that's the best way that you can decipher the talent in an all-star game. Eastern Conference against Western Conference and let the best team win. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right? Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in to All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right, we've reached that point in the show, people. If you want to be a sponsor, if you want uh, to be a sponsor on the show, All Things Basketball Podcast, if you want your ass to your company to be on the show, all right, you hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, leave a message, and if you go to my Facebook feed, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button, and leave your information there, too. Thank you very, very much. All right. Will this season be as exciting as last season? Well, I'll tell you what, people. This season is going to be very, very exciting. This season is going to be very, very exciting. Each season, to me, gets better and better and better. You got more influx of talent. You got some young guys that are new to the game. And it's always wonderful when the young guys come out there and ball at a high, high level. So I really believe that this season is going to be just as exciting, if not more exciting, than last season. I believe each season gets more and more exciting. I mean, there are new wrinkles every season. And so, you know, the question on Instagram, is this season going to be more exciting than last season? My question, my answer, excuse me, is yes. A resounding yes. I really believe this season is going to be great. You're going to have a lot of great young talent. I can't wait to see my boy R.J. Barron in a Nick uniform do his thing. And so you got a lot of great talent. You got a lot of young talent. And again, like Coach Luke said, the league is getting younger. The league is getting much younger. And so you have a lot of young talent that, that you can look at. A lot of young talent that you'll see is it's just it's just a wonderful thing when you have an influx of talent like we did at the NBA draft. And so you should be very, very excited about this upcoming season, people. It will be just as exciting, if not more exciting, than last year. All right. Episode 43, people. Wonderful, wonderful episode. I'd like to thank all the listeners, everyone that download, everyone that shares, everybody that comes on the gram. I love it, love it, love it. Once again, it's been a ball. God bless. Good night. <laughs>